Hi everyone and welcome to My Unfiltered Twenties. A podcast about the ups and downs, highs and lows and realities of life in your twenties. By me, Abby Parker. And me, Lucy Martin. With special guests every week. Well, apart from this week. (laughs) Not this week. Not this week. We were supposed to have Erica on, as we mentioned last week, but we've had a bit of a stressful week. It's been quite long, we've had a lot of work to do, lots of stuff going on, so we just thought we'd just do it us two this week, have a bit of a casual chat, a chill, grab a cup of tea, a coffee, listen along. It's one of those mm-hmm. kind of podcasts this week. Mm. Definitely. It's been the first week back at uni, so I mean I didn't have stuff last week, I don't know about you, did you have stuff last week up here? Yeah, it was a normal week for me. Because yours is running differently, right? I'm just, everything's online, every week, turn up, blah, 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 but you're different, right? Ours is like one week online, one week in person, one week online, but I think it's all going to be put online, but that's the thing for another day, but I think this week has been the first, like, actual week of seminars, and I had my first online one earlier, and it actually went quite well. It was quite a nice experience, I think, because I don't really like seminars that much, I find them quite awkward and I just feel Mm -hmm. like under pressure to say things but having it online actually felt nice it felt more chill and like you could actually focus on the content rather than stressing about the environment which I quite liked yeah yeah that's good I found that one of my one of my lectures slash slash seminars that's a thing by the way I I didn't know that was a thing uh, it I don't think it is normally but I've got, I had this hideous three hour lecture slot and I was like, oh no, I can't be dealing with this. And then basically what it is, is half a lecture, half a seminar, a combo. So, but that's actually, it's quite a small class. Like, I assume everyone does it at the same time, because otherwise he'd have to give multiple lectures of the same thing. But there's only 15 to 20 people in that whole module. (laughs) so but I felt really comfortable speaking up and stuff because it was such a small group um but then the seminar I had today there was almost 50 people in it which is a bit more intimidating yeah and also the other one the three-hour one everyone has their cameras off so you just speak no one can see you but in this seminar he's like Oh, I want to see everyone. And he's like, put it on participant mode in Teams, which basically... Puts you everyone... as a lecture, right? It shows you in, yeah. like, a lecture theatre, like, virtually. It's like you're the speaker looking at everyone sat there in these little virtual mm-hmm. seats. <laughs> and it's quite intimidating, like, it's 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 odd. Mm. But I didn't have to speak in the seminar today. Everyone was just asking questions, but um, I think he wants people to speak up. But I didn't. I couldn't think of anything. And then other people were saying stuff, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's quite a good question." Mm-hmm. But there wasn't anything that I was like, "Oh, I don't understand this. Like, I have to ask this because I'm so confused." Mm. There was this one part of the lecture that I was got a bit confused on, but he, everyone was confused because we had this discussion for him. We have to all like answer questions and stuff. So I think everyone was a bit confused. So he just explained that anyway, mm-hmm. and he explained it using um pseudocode do you know what that is no i've never heard of that before okay basically uh, in computer science i learned this right so when programmers are planning what they're gonna write in their whatever coding language 
they'll type up pseudocode, which is, like, in the middle of code in, like, human language. So it's all written in, like, normal English, but structured as code. Right. If that makes sense. Okay. That's what's called pseudocode, because it's, like, a mixture of both. And then, so he explained it using that, like, it was, like, a... For people that know code, it was a for loop with an if statement in it. Oh, yes, And of course, in my of head... Course. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. But in my head, it really made it make sense. And I was like, oh, I get this now. Oh, I get this now. Oh, my God, she's a robot. <laughs> but, but for people that haven't done computer science, it would have been like, what the... What is this? Yeah. But for me, I was like, oh, that helps. Because I feel like I do think about things quite logically in that sense. Mm. So seeing it written out in, like, lines helped a lot. Rather, because he's very... He talks in a lot of abstracts. He talks very abstractly. So mm-hmm. he talks about all these things in metaphors and stuff. And sometimes it's a bit like, well, what's what are you actually talking about? Mm, I get you. So the code helped. But yeah. I feel like one thing, like, no one prepares you at uni for what a seminar is going to be like. Because mm. for history, we in first year, we had like a seminar and a lecture for each module in the week. But my first seminar was actually terrifying because... You literally feel stupid. Like, I felt stupid. And I didn't know what to mm-hmm. say. And it's taken a good three years. And even now, I don't like seminars. I, only, I prefer them online when it's more structured. People don't speak over each other. But people really don't prepare you for what a seminar's going to be like. Especially for us when they're mm. graded. So you're literally graded on how well you can speak compared to other people. Which I don't think... Like, I don't like that. But I no. think for anyone listening who maybe going to university for the first time just don't be intimidated by other people or people that have started uni as well it's taken me a long time to get used to seminars I think it is hard especially if you're not one of those people who's automatically going to dominate the seminar or likes to speak in front of others it's like a stressful experience but most people feel the same and I don't think people tell you that early on at uni yeah I mean I definitely I think it's important that you know that it's never too late to start going to seminars mm. because I tried when first year I was like trying to go to them but I did get really intimidated by them and stopped going especially because I feel like as well they trick you because the first comments kind of start blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> they trick you because the first few weeks of seminars or the first week at least, is all quite introductory. Mm. She's all like, I'm not learning anything from these. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as well, when they give you reading, it's like, well, I can just do this reading. I don't need to go and then talk to people about it. So I didn't, first year, I didn't see the point of going. Second year, I didn't have many seminars. We don't have seminars like you do in history. Mm-hmm. Psychology is more lecture focused. But this year, I have a seminar every week for every module. Mm. which has never happened before. It was like some modules I'd have one every fortnight. Mm. But now I feel like it's a lot more... It's less intimidating going to seminars online. I feel like it's more oh, yeah, like 100%. accessible. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. it's amazing. People, obviously people with disabilities, like it's literally mm-hmm. completely life-changing for them to be able to go to seminars that they might not have been able to go to before. And it yeah. does make you think, why couldn't they do this before? Yeah. When people that with also people with like learning difficulties or people with like anxiety and stuff, I just think mm-hmm. it's literally a game changer for a lot of people. I was completely against like online uni at the start. I really didn't want it. I thought Same. it'd be really bad for my mental health, but I really like it. I think it's a lot better and it's a lot more 
I don't know, like casual and you do it at your own pace and obviously the seminars are just literally so good. You can yeah. have all your notes out like you were saying. You can have like all your notes out, write at your own pace, listen when you need to and not like do things other things if you don't. And I just mm-hmm. think like I can't believe that we still have to have physical ones when they're like this. Yeah. I think even post pandemic it would be great to have mm. Maybe if lectures are in person, but seminars online. Because mm-hmm. I just think it's so much easier. Because yeah. also seminars are meant to be a more focused group, but I feel like it would be so much easier for the lecturers to have online. Because even if, like, pre-recorded or... I don't even know, like, it's more... You can have more people take a module kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah, that's our uni talk. It feels it feels weird to get back into it, doesn't it? After so long being away from it, it feels really weird to have to do reading again. Yeah, and stuff. I'm finding it a little difficult to settle back in. Yeah, me too. It's like a lot. Like suddenly, I've ordered like, I'm not a book reader. I've ordered a lot of books. <laughs> You've had a lot delivered to the Amazon locker, haven't you? I've had a lot of trips to the Amazon locker, <laughs> just various things. But yeah, there's. I mean, there's this book that. I'm gonna like give to my dad once I'm done because mm-hmm. he love it. It's mm-hmm. about like it's called "You Look Like a Thing and I Love You," <laughs> which is an interesting title. But it's basically about like machine learning and AI and like mm. computer minds. Like, do computers have minds? That kind of thing. Mm. So I feel like it'll be it'll, that'll be fun to read. Mm-hmm. I might actually finish that one. Okay, so what have you been watching, reading, listening to, enjoying this week? Okay, so there are a few things oh. that I'm I'm ready to talk about. Mm-hmm. The first is films. So I watched the other night, got pizza, and I watched uh, Monte Carlo. Nice. Which, classic. A classic, a classic. And then with Leftovers, I watched Crazy Rich Asians. Oh my God. I Which I hadn't seen before, and I can't, I'm so mad that I haven't seen it before. Same. Mm-hmm. I I bought the book ages ago because I got it like for like £2 in the works. And I've always wanted to... I'm one of those people that likes mm. to read the book before I watch the film. But I just Can't never relate. got around to read. <laughs> I never got around <laughs> to reading it. And then the other night I saw that it had been put on Prime. And I was like, oh, I have to watch it. And absolutely incredible. Oh, so you hadn't seen it either? No, that was the first time I'd seen it as well. Oh, Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. No, it was it was incredible. The best character was definitely her friend. Oh yeah, her friend. What was um, sure. I can't remember what she's called. What, in the, the her character? Yeah. Oh, Peeklin Go. Peeklin, yeah, that's it, right? Peeklin, yeah. Yeah, she's literally... she looks really different. Her like the actress's photo on Google looks completely different because really? she's got like long black hair. But obviously in the film she's got like she's got like bleach blonde dyed right yeah like, like short, short like pixie yeah. yeah yeah she's so funny i just think like yeah what a, what a great film like the music was great or the cinematography because oh, yeah. i've mm-hmm. never i've never been anywhere like in asia i've ne- never been to Singapore, no. and it, i was like this is insane it looks so nice i know i felt so ignorant watching that film yeah me too i was like i didn't even realize there was like cities that looked like this no, you it- know it was crazy. And also, if the the young family house is a real house and it looks like that, that's insane. I know. It looks so nice. The cast... My little... Sorry. Yeah. Well, no, I was just going to say, like, my little, like, 
million dollar listing <laughs> loving self was like oh wow yeah i can imagine <laughs> you know the cast was like so good as well obviously henry golding henry goldring is that i think that's his name golding he was really good um and then i've seen i think her name is constance mm-hmm. Wu, who she plays um yeah rachel right mm-hmm. and like they i thought they had really good chemistry and then also yeah. Gemma chan I've never seen Gemma Chan in a film. I've only ever seen her in, like, Channel 4 programmes. And right, I was like, wow. Right. Like, the, oh, I, thought, I just thought all the acting was amazing. Yeah. Just and I loved great. her character, Astrid, her character's storyline, mm. I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really, like, powerful, you know, mm. like, at the end. Won't ruin it, but, yeah. But, yeah, come on. Oh, Henry Golding, can we just talk about him for a second? Oh, my God. He was in that Christmas film we went to see... Which was awful. Yeah, Last Christmas, it's called. We went to see it last Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and it was literally one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it wasn't that bad. It, it was I was so really enjoying it until the end. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing. I am a bit of a naive watcher when it comes to anything, right? Mm-hmm. So any film or series I watch, I could take it at complete face value. I believe everything they tell me. I never try and predict the ending. I just enjoy it. And I think... I mean, we there's a philosophical argument that would come into this, but I won't bring it up. Mm-hmm. But I think that I get more joy from watching stuff naively. And then there's a plot twist, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, I didn't see it coming. Like, I did not see this plot twist coming in this film. Mm -hmm. And then we walk out of the cinema, and Lucy goes, well, that was predictable, wasn't it? I knew that was going to happen. It was obvious. I'm too sus. That's why I'm literally too suspicious about things. (laughs) You sus, bro. I'm sus, bro. (laughs) Like, I'm too suspicious about things, and I just knew that it was, like, I knew from the start, I was like, this is too obvious. And I was expecting another twist, and there was nothing. You literally were like this love story is going too well like there's something going on yeah <laughs> and it i was just like me. wow henry golding wow <laughs> now he's just everything he's just like the asian guy in every film yeah it's true it's true but would highly yeah. recommend crazy rich asians for anyone that's not seen it it's like just a really great film i haven't seen a film a new film in so long that i've been like wow but i really really liked it Mhm. i mean it's been a good week for films for me because it takes me a lot to watch films mm-hmm. because it's like a big commitment even though instead I'll just watch three hours of a series but it takes a big commitment to watch film but I watched Game Night mm. and it was so good I really liked it um, one of our flatmates was like you have to watch it and then so I finally took the leap and watched it and it was so good first of all great cast I need to watch it don't I you keep saying how good it is I need to yeah commit and watch it so it's got rachel mcadams in who i love we love, love um her. about time about time the notebook she's done it all mm-hmm. about time is i think my favorite film that she's been in though um she was in the time traveler's wife was she as, as well yes i think i think she, she queen was of the, the wife in the time Traveler's wife i think you're right you know i haven't seen that though um but yeah she's like she's romantic uh film queen it's also got Jason Bateman in, mm. who I I know he's in um, Arrested Development, which I haven't seen. The first time I'd properly seen him in a role where he like really stood out to me was The Ozarks, 
which I, I've, I haven't seen the second season. I stopped watching it because it was too stressful. Mm-hmm. My heart rate was just going through the roof when I was watching it. And I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to not watch this for the sake of my brain. Mm-hmm. Like, but so I thought he was like a serious actor. And then I see him in all these comedy roles and I'm like, wow, the range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to watch Ozarks because it's, everyone always says it's really good because I like Narcos, obviously. And isn't it about sort of like drugs and... It's well, he's a money launderer, right? Right, yeah. So, you, it's like that side of it. So, he basically it starts like the first 10 minutes is like him, they live in like Chicago, I think, and then him and two of his mates have been laundering money um, for this like big uh, cartel in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I think it's Chicago, I'm not sure, but because they're like accountants or whatever, um, and they basically kill his friends. It is quite graphic, like you see oh. them get shot or whatever. See, I don't think you'd like it because Mm-mm. it is graphic. And then he talks him, the cartel guy, round to give him a second chance because he's got like this insane eye for numbers. So he's a really good launderer because he doesn't round everything up. He like does weird numbers so it looks real. Oh, okay. So then, then the cartel guy's like, okay, can you launder like two million? For me or whatever and he's like that's way too much like I can't do that much and he's like well it's either I'll shoot you right now so he relocates God. his family to the Ozarks I think that's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the place in America but it's like one of those towns where it's like dead mm. nine months out of the year and then in summer is where they get all their money but he's trying to launder all this money in the off season right so it's like he has to get really creative and that's what the whole first series is about um, sounds good since sounds good it is it is just a bit it's just so tense because mm. he never gets a second break like he's just stressed the whole time and it makes me stressed mm-hmm. so I can only watch one episode at a time you can't binge it because it's too stressful mm. I get that with a few programs yeah because Narcos was stressful but bingeable yeah I binged it because also it's it's like you know what happens, so it's not like, it's oh, true. God, what's going I don't know, like, I find Narcos doesn't put me on edge, like, with the... Yeah, like, also, I mean, you know what's going to happen more than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a bit like, oh. <laughs> also, I, I don't know, I feel like, because it's not in English, most of it, like, I'm not like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, mm. you don't get the same suspense. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't scare I me think, as much, which is a good thing. Yeah, I think Mexico... The Me- like Narcos Mexico mm-hmm. is a little harder to watch because it's more it is more graphic. Graphic it is like the Kiki Camarena stuff is absolutely horrible. That was oh yeah yeah that was the first season mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah that was that was awful to watch. Uh, the, the three scenes that stick into my head from the whole mm-hmm. Narcos like umbrella is the Kiki stuff. Mm-hmm. The you haven't seen the Cali Cartel series of Narcos. I've you? seen a bit of it, but I haven't seen all of it because I got a bit bored of that season. So that's like Narcos right. season three, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I really love that season. I have mm-hmm. only watched it once though. So the fact that I haven't rewatched it, maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the security guy, Salcedo, I think that's how you, I, I can't pronounce Spanish things, okay? Mm-hmm. But that's how it's... That's <laughs> he like, they put like a bag over his head at one point oh, and gosh. it really stuck in my brain like it really freaked me out because you get so attached to these characters you know like, yeah and then i know what you're gonna the say the third scene are you is... gonna say when pablo gets killed on the roof 
No, that oh. didn't bother me that much. Really? I, I hate I... the photos, the real photos of them stood over his body on the roof. Like, it's horrible. It is, yeah, that that does. But it didn't... I didn't have to look away. Okay. Whereas the scene in Narcos Mexico where Felix smashes the guy's head. Oh, God. Oh, that was awful. Also, the scene where they go into that restaurant and there were, like, two <gasps> American reporters. Yeah. That was awful. It's horrible. Oh dear. <laughs> but I would highly recommend Narcos for anyone because it's it's mm-hmm. such there's such interesting stories. I do mm. a module this year on the drug trade in Latin America and honestly it's literally the most interesting history. It's so different to anything that you'll have done at school or anything like that or anything you know and it's just yeah. really fascinating. It's quite accurate as well, right? Yeah, I mean also they get people that look a lot like um, the, obviously the real people mm-hmm. all the stuff it really it really like brings the drug war to life because obviously it's still going on today and you always yeah. see in the news stuff about Mexico about this cartel has shot this person obviously El Chapo's son was all mm-hmm. that stuff went on with the siege of the city like it is very yeah. relevant I would I'd really recommend Narcos to anyone that hasn't seen it yeah well it's crazy that like you because it, obviously it is still going on but you kind of picture these like really gruesome Mm -hmm. cartels and stuff to be in the 80s and not still Mm. going on and then you see names like El Chapo come up and obviously he's still in the news he's still kicking Mm -hmm. about and it's like it's like it really makes you think about it you know Mm -hmm. because I think they're gearing up aren't they to do a season on El Chapo yeah he was because obviously he weren't in Narcos because he wasn't Mm -hmm. about and that's about Colombia and then in Narcos Mexico he comes into the second season right I think yeah I think the next season's going to be on... I can't remember what his name is. I feel like his nickname's got something to do with a bird or something. It's the... He was part of the... Wow, I can't remember. The tall... Like, the tall guy with the stubble and, like, the long black hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, um... Like, Guy of Gisborne vibes. <laughs> guy of Gisborne is that a weird reference? No, I'm get. I know I can't like, really. Remember. Richard Armitage vibes. Richard Armitage. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. My mum loves Richard Armitage. Robin Hood, the TV series was incredible. That was Elite. the OG Merlin. It Am was. I, right? I was literally thinking about this, like in the shower today. Mm-hmm. I was. I don't know why, but I was thinking about Merlin, and then I was thinking about Robin Hood because Merlin, I remember, I think was like the first series that ended where I felt like there was like an empty hole yeah. where Merlin had been. Me too. But I didn't feel like that with Robin Hood. A because I think I was a bit younger, but also I think once they killed off spoiler, once they killed off Marion, mm-hmm. it was just not good. Mm-hmm. So I feel like once it ended, I was like, well, it was. It, was, it had already ended in my heart. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, that was so good. I, um, I haven't I haven't seen Jonas Armstrong since. Like, where is he? Where's I, he at? He was in something like last year. I remember he was researched. He? Is that a word? He like Jonas Armstrong. He came back, but he's like, Irish. I didn't know yeah. he was Irish. He puts oh on the East Midlands accent. He's like Robin Hood. <laughs> also, last year I wanted the to watch Robin Hood again, so I ordered the box set because like mm-hmm. the sadder I am, and it came and it was all in German. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah. what and I don't speak German he was in something called Troy the fall of a city yeah that's it that's is it is that it mm-hmm. got it that looks good to be fair mm-hmm. it's funny how people that play historical roles always play historical roles he does have a bit of like a 
I get like a historical vibe from him. Like he has like a face mm-hmm. that would suit, and he has the beard and stuff. Like yeah, he, the he stubble. Suits. Exactly. Exactly. In Robin Hood, he literally looks like he lives in a forest. Yeah. <laughs> I, that was. You know what was good about that series? They were all northern. Like it was. Yeah. It was like so authentic. True. I didn't think of that. They all had like the Midlands accent, accent didn't they? Mm-hmm. That's true. That was good. But I feel like they just kept adding characters, and I was like, I, I don't, I'm not mm. invested in these characters. They just kept adding them. Whereas Merlin, the original cast, like, was the still only, there at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you really built up that hateful Morgana, didn't you? You really, ooh. <laughs> Final episode, I was like, I'm happy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wasn't happy because of Arthur, but I was happy. Mm-hmm. I remember being really upset because, like, spoiler, but like, you should have watched it by now. Arthur, like, dying. Spoiler, I was, like, the so Arthur upset. <laughs> that's true. But, oh yeah, that's true. But, like, I was so upset, and then my sister Maddie was actually like, but that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yeah. legend or whatever. She was like, that's just how the story goes. And I was like, yeah, I know, but they could have just saved him for, you know, <laughs> all of us watching. Yeah, but I loved the scene at the end when Merlin is walking down the road, and it's modern day, and obviously Arthur's, like, in the lake, he's in Avalon, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is great," because it it's like, "Oh, like when's he gonna rise again?" Like I don't know. I thought that was great. Yeah, I mean, it was just weird. He's like walking down the road, and then walking down this random country road, and then like a lorry goes past, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, then." <laughs> I don't know. I also have a historical recommendation for this week. I've been watching Go The Crown. Oh, I love The Crown. I started it like a few years ago because I did British history at A level and it's the exact period that I did at A level. But uh-huh. I, I couldn't get into it because I found it quite slow. But then the other night I started it again and I really, really like it. I like the way that they do like the, the political and the historical, like social problems along with obviously yeah. what's going on in the royal family. So mm-hmm. the best thing so far is all the stuff they did with like the Suez Canal and Anthony Eden's absolute mess with Suez and colonel nasa i thought that was so well yeah. done because i don't think many people our age know about all that i didn't until i watched it yeah and it's really like spicy history it's really interesting it's so spicy feel, history. you know what i mean a little bit spice like yeah no it was definitely informative for me because i'm not that i don't know i don't i didn't do history a level gcse or anything mm-hmm. um so i i don't like i know people that can really like our flatmate, he can literally name off every in order prime minister in reverse order every prime minister. He can just like name them, and I'm like, I just don't have that. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. Like I don't know. But so then it was interesting seeing the prime ministers, and then like how they like how they portrayed Churchill and stuff. Mm. I found interesting, and I think I really like the second season. Mm. The have you seen the JFK episode? No, I'm nearly on that one. But I've seen... That was my favourite episode. Okay, I'm excited about that, because I love anything about JFK. Yeah, same. That's why I loved it, I think. Mm-hmm. I love watching all the conspiracies and stuff. That's why you need to watch Umbrella Academy, because the second season is it centres around JFK. Okay, okay. It's good. Mm-hmm. I have two book recommendations for this week as well. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Because um, it's spooky season, I wanted to read something <laughs> a bit spookier. <laughs> yes. So I started Donna Tartt's The Secret History, which is really popular. Like, it's obviously, it's quite famous now. I mean, it's, it was out a few years ago now, but it's it's kind of mysterious. The blurb says, like, 
a group of New England students figure out a new way of thinking, which is like, oh, this oh, is right. interesting. And then I'm 100 pages in. I still don't really know what it's about, but I'm getting secret society vibes, sort of yeah. cool, like, sort of, what are they called? Stonemasons, Freemasons, that kind of vibe. Yeah. But it is a bit that's unsettling. But I like it, it's good. Right. I mean, I read the blurb and it gave me, like, secret society vibes. Mm-hmm. And is this, like, New England is in, like, in uh, America? Yeah. Like Connecticut and stuff. Yeah. Like, Connecticut, New Hampshire, around that sort of yeah. area, I think. And then... Gilmore Girls Territory. <laughs> Gilmore Girls Territory, as we are big fans mm-hmm. on this podcast. But that's the thing, because in Gilmore Girls, like, Logan's in the mm-hmm. Life and Death Brigade, which is, like, a secret society at Yale. Yeah. So I feel like it's all those kind of... Universities, it all links, yeah. Yeah, like colleges and societies and it's all like very mysterious mm-hmm. yeah and then kind of the opposite i've been reading the if anyone's listened to the high low podcast with dolly auditon whose new book came out today by the way which i really, really would like and pandora sykes like they're both journalists i think mm. dolly is like a columnist at sunday times and i think pandora used to work at the guardian but i'm not sure but pandora right. has a book called how do we know we're doing it right which is like a book of essays about being a millennial and like modern life and she is so clever her writing is literally so clever and there was a chapter at the start on the wellness industry and she basically said that do you know there's this concept by Michel Foucault called biopower which means that the state has power over people's bodies and minds because it controls it it both controls people's bodies and minds and it gets people to self-control them, their bodies and their minds. It's really, it's kind oh, of right. weird, but basically she says that what the wellness industry, the global wellness industry, is a new form of biopower because people feel the pressure to conform to like societal standards of beauty. Oh, I must have this wellness treatment in order to be happy. And it's like, right. it really makes you think about... It's like like we were talking about the ads you get on Instagram and stuff for clothes, freaky. beauty. It really makes you think about whether you're doing these things because you want to, or whether the wellness industry has become so monopolized and they've literally taken over everyone's life to the point of like you don't even get a choice because subconsciously you're just striving to be as happy or as well or as healthy, all in mm-hmm. quotes, as everyone else. It's, it's very interesting. You should have come to my seminar today. You'd have some great <laughs> some great points. But, I mean, I do think that's interesting. I mean, I haven't watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix, but I feel mm-hmm. like it's related. Mm-hmm. But it's like, people buy... We were having this conversation, like, literally today. The simplest products are normally the best ones for you, right? Mm-hmm. You don't need to spend £100 on a face cream that's got, like, all these essential oils in, because it's yeah. probably not good for you anyway. And, like, you know, all these natural oils and stuff are the best things to put in your hair. Mm -hmm. Like, don't buy... You don't... Well, not don't buy, but you don't have to buy all these expensive creams and lotions and stuff. Um, And it's the same... I feel like, at the moment, like, hair vitamins are really popular. And it's like, what are they doing? Like, I don't understand. They're kind of low-key a scam, Mm. in my opinion. Well, yeah. Because I don't... They say that they help with hair strength and hair growth. And I'm like, I've never seen a hair growth anything. Like, even not even a vitamin, but, like, people are like, oh, do this and it will help your hair grow. 
do this and it will help your hair grow. Like, I've never seen it work. No, because it's all of that is natural, like... Yeah. The stuff that's, like, make it, the ones that you get, like, to thicken your hair. Like, some people mm-hmm. have naturally thick hair, some people have naturally thin hair. Like, I don't think you can really alter that. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's all these, like, uh, hair vitamins, skin vitamins, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, just take, like, vitamin C, vitamin D if you want. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I health. don't see why you need all these, like, supplements. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think these supplements really... I think I think even if they do do something, I think they're very overpriced. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I don't know. I find the whole that whole thing, and it's like, do you even know what's in it? What you what you ingesting? Mm. That's the thing. You, know? you see these, especially like American YouTubers, and they oh, yeah. take all these. Oh, I'm just taking my hair vitamin. I'm just taking my skin vitamin. But what are you putting into your body? Mm-hmm. Like, do you, there's surely there's more natural ways and like other ways to deal with having bad skin obviously yep. having wanting thicker hair like there's better ways than surely taking tablets that aren't always tested and proven i don't know that's just my opinion yeah. anyway especially in america though basically you can put anything in the products right yeah. it's ridiculous i was watching these i think it's called food wars on youtube i can't remember what channel does it but it's like high production, so it's like a company. But they do, they did. Um, I watched two. I watched American Domino's versus English Domino's, and right. then I watched American McDonald's versus oh, English McDonald's, God. and it was insane. Like the amount of stuff Americans are allowed to put into food and <laughs> allowed to ingest, like it's ridiculous. So, like the chips, for example because all the ingredients are like public knowledge so in england it's actually potatoes oil salt basically that's it yeah stuff you'd expect right yeah exactly america it's ridiculous they put like so many of the chemicals are like lightening agents to make the food look better and then they did a comparison and literally the chips they bought from McDonald's literally look like from an advert mm-hmm. because they're all like uniform and like square and bright yellow. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the UK, they're a bit more floppy, aren't they? Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're not like like sticks. Right. They're like normal chips and they're a bit darker. Plus, like, I would definitely rather eat them than this. Chemically... These chips with like a list of 20 ingredients. Oh, that's so weird. It's, that's what I worry about with. Obviously, I don't know that much about it, but the European, like, food safety and health yeah. laws, I worry that, that when Brexit happens, we're going to end up with all sorts of random stuff in our food. I know. It that's it freaks me out. Because mm-hmm. I look at America and I'm like, oh, that's such a mess. Like, the all the chemicals you can put in. Mm. And, and, in and in creams and things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and then in the UK and Europe, it's so much more strict which is good in my opinion yeah well i think so too if we if mcdonald's start putting lightning agents into the chips i'm gonna have to give up mcdonald's (laughs) it'll be awful (laughs) for anyone that wants an update on how the vegetarianism is going we're still going i haven't had meat i did accidentally buy some chicken super noodles (laughs) oh yeah that was sad and i was running out of food the other day and i did eat them but i don't think there's actually any chicken in them Right, flavourings. Mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, that I haven't 
and it's been tempting. Like the other day, Abby had a Domino's and there was these popcorn chicken things, which apparently weren't very good. They were absolutely disgusting. Don't buy them. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I was very tempted by them. No, yeah, they... You're, you're very tempted by popcorn chicken, aren't you? I am, well, that's the thing. Yeah. But I... Because this is the thing, they're like the new Domino's menu. Maybe it was just my batch, but for me, the chicken tasted a little old. It mm. tasted a little uh, cardboardy vomit vibes. So oh. I, I tried to eat some, ended up throwing maybe 60% of them away because they were just not good so i just ate the wedges out of that box i didn't eat the and you'll eat like you're not fussy about chicken and stuff so i'm i'm very shocked by yeah. that i do tend to i do tend to be okay with chicken so mm. but so yeah that was it was bad and we gave some to alex she didn't like it either mm. but i do have a alternative for anyone i had mm-hmm. the other night the corn frozen southern fried pieces which are basically like southern fried chicken goujons but made out of like soy or whatever it is and they yeah. were really really good really would recommend i love a bit of southern fried mm. they looked I, I, like chicken they literally like i bit into it and it looked like chicken it was weird yeah well that's what i feel like meat free stuff's getting a lot more meaty yeah i know like, and i get what you mean it's a lot harder to distinguish like a few when takeaway started like coming back and stuff or well takeaways were still a thing but we couldn't at hu- when I was at home we couldn't get pizza hut because mm. we're out of delivery range we have to go and collect it so obviously mm-hmm. you couldn't go and collect it during lockdown but then once it started opening again we went to collect one and they have a they have quite a good vegan range I'm not sure about the Domino's vegan stuff but the pizza hut stuff is really good like they have a pizza hut stuffed crust which I've never seen a vegan stuff crust no, before. No, I've never seen that. But my sister loved it. It was great. Mm. Um, and we got these vegan chicken bites. Mm. And Maddie was like, these are the closest to chicken I've had since I turned vegetarian. That's crazy. It was it was weird. So, yeah. We should get a vegan Domino's and try it. I've, I don't think mm. I've ever had a vegan pizza. I've never Because I'm, I'm still a bit mm. unsure about vegan cheese. But I did have one on a burger some vegan cheese on a burger like at gourmet burger kitchen and i actually did yeah. like it so maybe i'm warming up to it a bit yeah i think as time goes on it's getting better isn't it but mm. i think cheese is hard i don't know because it's all milk isn't it really yeah so i think it's hard to make we were talking mm. earlier a bit about like school dinners because we yeah. went to obviously like very different schools we did i went to like a pretty standard comp outside Birmingham, which is, like, pretty similar to most state schools in the UK. And we had... I don't know whether any of our listeners will relate, don't. but if you do, comment on our tweets, Instagram, Pasta King. Pasta. Right? I'm, I'm raving about Pasta King. If you know, you know, right? It was, like, every day, it was a big part. They'd put the pasta in, and every day it was different sauce. I remember there was firecracker chicken, there was a tomato and basil. Oh, like, like, mm. And that was it. It was Pasta King. We never had that. You missed out. We had, we had, um, you know, the massive like metal containers, like mm-hmm. the that they like they like like put in and then took them out. There was like a hot plate under or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It would just be a massive container of pasta that was like all stuck together, yeah, a bit grim, and then 
like the source, whatever, we, because uh, I went to like an all girls school, so it was kind mm-hmm. of, it was a little fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so they tried to be fancy. Mm-hmm. They kind of failed most of the time. Some, some stuff was really good. Some mm-hmm. stuff was awful. So they had like the turkey meatballs. That was the best. Oh. That was my favourite lunch. I've never had a day. turkey meatball. I've never had one. Well, it's because they're basically like cheap meatballs, right? My... That's why. Because they were quite small. Um, but that was my favourite dinner that they did. And then lasagna day was a nightmare because normally they had like two meat options and a veggie option. Mm-hmm. But on lasagna day, they only had the lamb lasagna or the veggie option was like a bean <laughs> lasagna. And I was like, excuse me, what's that? That's a, that should be against the law. Like, that's disgusting. I hate so how then, you say lasagna, first of all. I absolutely hate how you say it. How do you say it? Lasagna. What? <laughs> lasagna? It's lasagna. It's not <laughs> lasagna. It's lasagna. Sorry, am I too posh for you? Mm-hmm. You are very Lasagna. You are. <laughs> well, earlier when you were like, oh, have you got your jacket? And I said it like you. I replied like, yeah, I've got my... I say I just say jacket, but you say it differently, it's but not ah, that different. Isn't it? It's the ah. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I'm spending so much time with you. I'm starting to speak northern. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even northern, I'm but you're northern. I'm not northern, bro, but yeah. Um, yeah. And then, the, oh, my favourite dessert, they did like a Rocky Road thing. Mm. But it was like, it wasn't like normal rocky road. It was really like dense. Like a lot of people <laughs> didn't like it because it was dense. Oh my god! And kind of slimy, but I loved it. I literally would finish other people's, wow. which I was. I never got dessert because yeah. I'm not really that bothered by desserts. But this, I always got double, right. triple helpings. We had. Um, they were the best, and you can't. I've never seen them anywhere else. They were like flapjacks with like a layer of chocolate on top. Yeah, Did I know what you that? mean. So it would be like yeah. white chocolate. Sometimes there were pink ones, and then there was the Ooh. normal chocolate. But the white chocolate ones were incredible. They were like ninety five p, and I literally got them like right. every day. They were so good. They were my favorite. Mm. No, we didn't. Yeah, we had we had millionaire shortbread sometimes, mm. but um, they put too much caramel for me. I didn't tend to get them mm. that often. Well, it's not the same yeah. as what like. Alex, who was on last week, was telling us about what she had mm-hmm. for school dinners earlier. Duck à l'orange. <laughs> Duck à l'orange and mussels. I'm sorry, that should, no. Mussels? Mussels? <laughs> and steak. Bro, I don't I even know like, what a mussel was till I got to uni. No, it's not. <laughs> Duck à l'orange. Duck à l'orange. I can't believe. That's ridiculous. It's a different world. Mm-hmm. We had to tell you what the, the worst lunch we ever had was we did. They did, like, themed days sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember... I was, I was saying earlier that we have we used to have like a performing arts day mm-hmm. which everyone would like get dressed in home clothes it wasn't a home clothes day that we didn't have to pay it was like for fun home clothes um, first of all non-uniform day right oh yeah well yeah I call it home clothes day but whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't have to wear and it, so basically each we're all in houses right each house would perform not not everyone, just like the theatre people from each house would perform, and then we'd do two in the morning, and then we'd have lunch, and then two in the afternoon, and it was it was great fun. Apart from at lunch, we did like a. It was like I can't even remember what they called it, but basically they were like, there are people that can't afford to eat, so, to show you what hunger's like, we're gonna not feed you. Right. So we had like a, a tiny bowl of like water that they called soup (laughs) and then a slice of bread 
and that was our lunch. Right. But what they didn't take into consideration is that people just bought in snacks and then would oh, just yeah. snack the whole of the day, like all the, all the whole day people were just snacking, mm-hmm. and then we just ate this like this like bread and water basically. <laughs> that was a really weird one, and then we had breakfast day, so we would have like a cooked breakfast for lunch. Right. But gross first of all there i don't like bacon but there's no bacon mm-hmm. there was scrambled egg but mm. it was like powdered egg oh so it would be in the massive metal container a full thing of egg oh god and no. then they would like scoop out a square and it would stay in the same shape oh, stop it that's disgusting it was disgusting it was just like a bit of bread that got soggy because they chucked egg on it and a little square bit of egg oh. i was like what is this it was disgusting I feel like most people have the same experience of school dinners. Like, if you ask most people, they'll have not very fun memories of school dinners. Well, I don't think you can complain if you're getting duck or orange for lunch. No, I mean steak. Oh. You can't complain. Unless it's, like, really grisly, but I feel like she didn't get grisly steaks at school. Unless they just don't cook it. (laughs) Okay. First of all, Lucy would order... She once ordered well-done steak... And it came, and she thought it was blue, but it, was, it wasn't. It was bloody. Had blood coming out it, of it. <laughs> they. This is the thing. I feel like chefs get really. I remember my mum saying like, "Oh, you have to order, like medium, because otherwise they get snobby." Oh yeah, they, they get offended. You ordered it they wrong. get offended. Yeah, so then they undercook it. But I like it. So yeah, Lucy likes it really, cooked through. A little tough, mm-hmm. that vibe. Well, I used to. Well, oh yeah, before before you were veggie, mm-hmm. you're in order now. Yeah. But I'm, I'd go medium. I wouldn't go rare. I feel like that's a bit too much. The people that have it blue, honestly, how? No, I can no. That's too far even for me. No. Mm-hmm. So one like more thing that I've been watching is. I've been, well, I've always loved Jenna Marbles since she started doing, I didn't watch her in her ranty days, but since she started doing like more wholesome content, mm-hmm. I've been a huge fan. And then um, we're just going to sweep over the whole she cancelled herself thing. We're not going to talk about it because I just want to talk about the wholesome stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been going back and watching our videos because she hasn't uploaded since... June maybe I can't remember when the whole Jeffree Star Shane Dawson thing was kicking off again James mm-hmm. Charles thing all that it was the same time because she uploaded a video like I need to address these things no one had asked her to but she was like I'm going to address this so then Shane Dawson you don't care about this but I'm going to tell you anyway like, Shane Dawson was like I'm going to be completely open this is everything problematic that I've ever done mm. and then it came out a week later that all this all this dodgy stuff that is like you don't even want to mention mm-hmm. and then so so she hasn't uploaded for a while so I haven't watched her videos for ages and then yes the other day I just was in the mood to watch some wholesome Jenna Marbles videos mm-hmm. so I watched her video <laughs> reacting to TikToks and I was literally cry laughing it was so funny and I don't know if it's funny because it's like objectively funny mm-hmm. or just because it's her like I know her personality and stuff but I think the only reason Lucy knows of her mm-hmm. or likes her is because of her dogs. Her dogs are my favourite. Her little Iggy. Uh-huh. 
So your favourite is Kermit, right? Mm-hmm. He, the iconic Iggy. Um, and then she has a chihuahua and a greyhound. And the greyhound is so cute. Mm. She's so cute. Um, but yeah, so now, since watching Jenna Marbles, I have like a weird obsession with like greyhounds and whippets and lurchers and mm-hmm. Italian greyhounds and stuff. Whereas you, you've got a lurcher, so that's why yeah. I feel like that's why you're obsessed, right? Shout out Lily. <laughs> if you're Shout listening. out Lily. <laughs> yeah. Lily the lurcher. Lily I mean, the donkey. Lily, Lily the donkey, indeed. Mm-hmm. I didn't even like before because my my mum basically went to the dogs trust with the hope mm-hmm. of getting a Jack Russell. Mm, little, mm-hmm. Tiny little Jack Russell, and then they looked round. They thought they found one, but someone else had taken it, so they went back yeah. and then came back with the lurcher somehow, a donkey. <laughs> But we love her. She's they're literally the best dogs. Like they're so funny. She does the most stupid things that just make you laugh. Mm. So I feel like any anyone that has a whippet, a greyhound, or a lurcher, like good for you. They're, yeah. they're just they're just cute dogs. They're just they have a good personality. I really want to adopt a greyhound. Yeah, I think it'd be so cute. I want oh, an iggy. So I t- already told you like an iggy is like yeah. yes please. They're so. They just look so funny. Like, why are their chests so big like that? Like, what? <laughs> they also, like, their legs are too long for their bodies. So they, yeah. they literally... She sleeps with on her back with her legs in the air. Stop. Straight up. All of all four legs straight up in the air. It's so weird. That's ridiculous. Are you joking? Also, well, you sent me a picture the other day of her, like, curled up like a shrimp. Yeah, it's called prawning. Like, her legs... Oh, they, it's got a name. Yeah, they called, it's called prawning. It's basically oh. they wrap themselves up like a prawn. Oh, that... No. Stop. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I do that, Loki. When I'm asleep, I'm like a little ball. She prawns. She prawns. Next week, we are actually going to be joined by Erica. We need to speak to her about mm-hmm. it still, but we'll hopefully have her on I the know. show next week. <laughs> need to let her know. This week, we're just, we're just tired. We just want to have a little chat, you know. Yeah. Have a, a chill I'd saved the, I'd saved the crazy rich asians talk for the podcast so we could talk about it exactly because i was like i was excited so mm-hmm. it was good that we got to talk about that and stuff mm-hmm. thanks so much for listening to the fourth episode of the podcast um make sure to follow us on all the different podcasting platforms we're on basically everything now i don't think we're on apple mm. the apple one but apart from that we're on everything um make sure to follow us on socials um my Unfiltered Twenties on Twitter and Unfiltered Twenties podcast on Instagram for updates and general content. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.